Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. This is uh, Jeff Huerta from Vecno Robotics. You're listening to The New Warehouse. My safety tip of the day is when you're walking through a facility as a worker or even as a guest, if you see something on the ground that is trash or garbage, pick it up. It could cause an accident and somebody slipping or chunking out tires of uh, material handling equipment. So safety tip of the day is if you see trash, pick it up or tell somebody about it. Fulfillment demand continues to skyrocket and outpace available labor. To keep up, warehouse operators are turning to flexible fulfillment solutions like Six River Systems. Utilizing Six River Systems' award-winning combination of collaborative robots, artificial intelligence, and operational expertise will make your associates in wall-to-wall fulfillment workflow more efficient. No new infrastructure, no change to warehouse layout, easy to deploy and scale, easy to train and retain associates, all at half the cost of traditional automation. Want to take your fulfillment operation to the next level? Go to www.sixriver.com to learn more. That's www.sixriver.com to learn more. The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin Lawton with the New Warehouse Podcast, bringing you a new episode today. On today's episode, I am going to be joined by Jeff Huerta. He is the Senior Vice President of Sales at Vecna Robotics. And you may remember Vecna Robotics from previous episodes where we've talked to uh, their CEO. And we've also done a site visit there as well, um, which you can check out at thenewwarehouse.com. But today, we're going to talk to Jeff about their new line of counterbalance fork truck. Um, I believe the name is the Silverback. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, learn about the new the new offering and also kind of kind of why they decided to go in that direction and and how uh, some customers are starting to apply that because it just recently launched uh, I think in the beginning of this year uh, so Jeff's gonna kind of give us the lowdown on that and and let us know so Jeff welcome to the show how are you we're real good I'm glad to be here Kevin yeah happy to uh, have you on and as I mentioned you know, I've talked to some Vecna representatives before we've never, we've never connected previously so so I'm happy we can talk here and uh, happy that we can talk about this new new offering um, but for those listeners maybe that are are newer um, maybe not familiar with Vecna uh, why don't you give us just a little brief overview of uh, what Vecna is and what what kind of solutions you guys provide so Vecna, we're a software robotics company. Um, what we do is we take a standard fork truck and make it driverless, or in a lot of senses, that make it fully robotic. So it allows us to, to move products, pallets, carts throughout a warehouse, mm-hmm. pick it up, drive it 
a long distance and drop it off at another destination. So um, that is Vecna in a, a short minute, let's say. <laughs> All right, and a very, very short minute there, um, but definitely – Definitely the the right overview to give there. Um, it's definitely what they do. So uh, before we get into, I guess the the new offering, why don't you tell us, I guess, about what the existing existing offerings were? For gotcha. Yeah. So uh, kind of dovetailing off of my original statement was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we have a what we call our oxen series. It's a it's a tugger. It pulls carts. So there's a lot of tuggers in warehousing. Um, automotive industry, uh, you know, what they call milk runs, delivering product throughout uh, different manufacturing uh, operations mm. and uh, uh, delivering parts, you know, taking back empty products, uh, boxes, stuff like that. And so we we started with the Tugger a, a couple of years ago. And, and uh, as you can tell, the name, the Oxen series, you know, pulling, having that animalistic yeah. feel to it. <laughs> And then uh, we moved on to uh, what we call the pallet truck, which we is is uh, uh, the series name is the workhorse series, mm-hmm. where we can now uh, roll into a pallet, pick it off the ground slightly, drive it a long distance, and drop it off at a destination. So used in distribution, warehousing, um, consumer goods, manufacturing, um, picking up in staging aisles or or buffer lanes, and driving it that long distance and dropping it off. Hmm. Very interesting. And, and yeah, I, I've seen them, uh, both live at the, at the Vecna site and uh, they're really, uh, really cool to watch. And the technology is pretty amazing. And, and I'm curious too, you know, the last time I believe I spoke to someone from Vecna was, uh, I talked to Daniel, um, back at Modex when we could do that in person, right? So we yeah. actually did talk in person. Different uh, world, right? Yeah, yeah. No mask or anything. So it's yeah. pretty crazy. Um, so I'm curious, how has how have things been uh, for Vecna through the through the pandemic over the last year? You know, it's interesting. Um, it's it's been good in, in a sense of still getting the word out. We just had to get mm. the word out in a different way. I mean, doing right. these podcasts and um, you know webinars and in. Uh, my philosophy with our with uh, my team is, you know, we're, we educate people. We need to tell people more about uh, our technology. And and we took the, the WebEx, the Teams approach and just got more online with our customers, um, showing the product with videos. We have a, a live demonstration area where we set up cameras and virtually you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just had to change our business strategy a little bit from uh, getting the word out on our product but we also changed our philosophy, not just on how we sell the product and, and how people purchase it is, uh, you know, we, we were really in that CapEx model where we jumped to this, what we call robot as a service model also. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's been interesting to see how, you know, a lot of companies have pivoted and uh, it's interesting, especially with the robotics companies um, that I've been talking to, you know, they're in higher demand because, you know, they're, trying to reduce uh, touch and proximity to workers and things of that nature. So so they've kind of had to, I guess, push their technology a little further to make implementation also safe as well. So, yeah, yeah. so it's interesting to hear that, yeah. Yeah, and, and I guess cu- touching on that, um, mm. you know, why people are even interested in our product is labor shortage, um, turnover in labor. They are really you know, even during the pandemic, you know, even if somebody has an inkling of being sick, you know, the first instance is 
you, you need to stay home mm-hmm. and um, that affects productivity of products moving in logistics buildings and getting essential products out. So we are getting those requests, even in the pandemic world of like, hey, how can we get this product in here sooner? Because we really need to balance our our our, our labor because we we mm. we really uh, find ourselves in some shortages because of struggle to find labor even before the pandemic. And now all the protocols that are fit within the pandemic, it makes it even harder for people to come into work. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, working in the warehouse myself, it's, I've definitely seen that as well. Um, it's been difficult at times to get people to come into work um, and then, you know, find people and, and keep them as well. It's been uh, it's been a pretty interesting time, um, especially, you know, as there's kind of a contrast too, where there's this, this increased demand uh, on e-commerce and things of that nature as well. So. Yeah. I was, I, I was talking to a customer today and they do more of like a clothing store and home products. And they were telling me that during the pandemic, they shut down for a month and then they reopened and their business went up like 50%. And, and they're yeah. like, we shut down and we came back and now we don't, we, we had issues with the labor then, and now our business is skyrocketing mm-hmm. and we, we, we got to figure out a way to balance that. And some of it is where there's these simple tasks right. of moving product throughout the building. Those are things that robots can do and, and other technologies can do mm-hmm. now put that pressure on, on people like us to do that for them and, and put the the thinking and where you need to put labor and like quality inspection and, and things where it makes people think, yeah. take that labor and put it there rather than something that's, you know, people don't like that job anyways, doing, moving from A to B, B to A all day. Let us do that yeah. type of task. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the kind of monotonous work um, as well. And I think, you know, from a, from a safety perspective too, you know, you look at the monotonous stuff and people tend to, become like uh complacent and they can yeah, complacent is like, a perfect word yeah like zone out you know basically doing the same thing back and forth back and forth back and forth and, and that's that's where accidents happen right like right. if a person's part of that i can see if i did the same thing over and over you know there's the ability to start making mistakes mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. with a, a robot in, in regards to safety the safety is always on it's always thinking right. you know safety first from the first time it did that task to the last time it did that task. We'll be back after a quick break. You hear a lot about supply chains these days, because if the past couple years have taught us anything, it's that an efficient, well-managed supply chain is absolutely critical to keeping businesses successful and consumers happy. I'm Will Haywood, and I host a podcast called All Business, No Boundaries, where we talk about supply chains, how they work, what happens when they don't, and the innovations that are redefining what's possible in the world of logistics. Join me for insightful interviews with thought leaders and industry experts. We discuss how optimizing supply chains can break down the barriers that are holding businesses back. That's All Business, No Boundaries by DHL Supply Chain. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, definitely. I know that, um, you know, seeing the uh, Vecna uh, robots like live, you know, they'll, they'll stop like automatically if you just walk in front of them. I think I yeah. even saw, um, I think it was Daniel at the live event or whatever. He just kind of like walked out in front It's got like a cool little move there, uh, show off, but yeah. 
Yeah, and and with our product, you know, we 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 told you know we're an AMR uh, mm-hmm. autonomous mobile robot, and the thought of that is we're 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 safe, and we're also trying to understand our our the dynamics in front of us real time. Mm-hmm. So we have the ability to adjust around obstacles real time. Being safe always first is number one, right. but being able to be fluid within the warehouse because you know how it works. The you know, material handling driver may accidentally not see it, cut it off, yeah. or, you know, there might be a, a, a coming back to the safety tip of the day, there might be <laughs> a, a pallet on the ground or something yeah. like that, or a shard of pallet on the ground, where we're trying to maneuver around those, those uh, uncertainties. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, I think that's one of the, one of the benefits too. Uh, you know, we always, I guess, Talk about efficiency improvements and, you know, saving on labor and different costs and things of that nature. But, you know, one of the, the safety aspects is, is a huge part, too, um, which is, you know, an un, kind of a unseen savings, I guess, in a way sometimes. So. Yeah, it's, al- it's always hard to quantify. It's important to everybody, mm-hmm. you know, not from the just the, from the supplier standpoint, but always the end user. You know, they always right. want to know how does it work and what makes it safe. But it's always hard to quantify, you know, against. Um, you know, the manual labor, you know, uh, savings on the training aspects or near misses and stuff like that. But that's something that, you know, it's inherent with our product that will reduce over time. The more and more people use products like this, you know, it's, it takes that, uh, that, uh, thinking out of it and allows the robot to do the thinking and the safety standpoint. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. A very, uh, very smart product. So, so I'm curious, let's, let's talk about this new, um, counterbalance fork truck. So, uh, I guess tell tell us a little bit about it. And, and I'm curious too, as the, as the name, uh, yeah. yeah. So you said you had the oxen series workhorse and now it's the, the silverback, right? So silverback. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so we use animalistic, uh, series names the workhorse the tugger oxen um and now the silverback and you know silverback um uh you know has that ability uh has the strongest uh strength to weight ratio it was Mm. the philosophy just that animal itself so you know we now we're going vertical we're 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 using what we call a, a a counterbalance like methodology where uh, we are forking into the pallet, have a mast on it, can go vertical meant for, uh, end of line manufacturing would be great mm. where we're taking off of a conveyor, driving it a long distance, put it, taking it away. Maybe we're taking off of a, you know, uh, food manufacturer and they're mm. palletized the product. We take it off, bring it to the stretch wrapper. It's stretch wraps. We t- take to put away. Uh, maybe there's, you know, long-term we start stacking product, unstacking product. Mm. So it's, it's now, it's a good, you know, universal truck that we see where it's, uh, you know, uh, the ability now go more vertical with our product line. Interesting. So uh, I'm curious, you know, what's, was, what was the thinking behind that being, so you had the tugger, you have the pallet, um, mover and, you know, what, what was the thinking, I guess, behind the counterbalance being the next step in the product line? Um, you know, getting us getting us vertical, I think, is important. Getting mm-hmm. going going, um, you know, to, to racking and and being more of like a true true fork truck. Um, pallet quality is a yeah. 
is an issue in this industry, as you probably know, you know, yeah. not every pallet's the same. Nope. Uh, a pallet <laughs> truck has an inherent issue of rolling into a pallet. If it's light, maybe pushing it and things like that. Mm-hmm. Where now if I can fork into it, pallet quality goes away mm-hmm. is, is, is probably one of them. And then the second thing is, is being that vertical aspect. People want to take off of conveyors, want to take off of other automation. Mm-hmm. And, and now we're working with other pieces of automation that aren't necessarily like us, but they want us to work together. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And I think it does give you a little more, um, versatility as well. And you know, you're, you're not lying there where you say no, no pallet is created equal. Right. <laughs> um, That's true. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's really interesting and it's, uh, it's a cool looking machine as well. Obviously, um, you guys make some cool stuff, but you know, I'm curious, you know, how are people, and it is recently launched. So I'm curious, you know, what is, what are some of the initial customers using it for and what, what type of applications? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, manufacturing is probably manufacturing automotive are probably one of the big ones, uh, bringing to a, a manufacturing line, taking away from a manufacturing line, um, because it is an elevated aspect to that business where mm-hmm. you're, you're putting into automation. Maybe you're putting onto a conveyor, maybe you're putting onto you know, uh, another piece of automation. So, uh, those are, those are probably the, the two biggest ones. And then, um, you know, the, again, coming back to people that have light pallets that maybe the pallet truck might not have been, might not be the best option. It gives us the flexibility to say, Hey, Mm -hmm. we're really concerned about pallet weight and pallet quality. Let's use this type of vehicle instead. And it gives that customer that reassurance that, you know, we're not going to have issues with the pallets. Okay. All right. Cool. And how has the reception to have been? Great. I, you know, um, you know, I, I think it, when you release a new product and, and this is just business in general, yeah. you know, it creates interest just like, Hey, maybe this could work. Mm-hmm. And it's part of my team's job to just educate coming back to the education process. Like what is the right solution for you, Mr. Customer? Yeah. And, and you know, sometimes it, they have interest in this, the new vehicle because it's brand new. Yeah. Uh, but you know, even a tugger might be the best option or a pallet truck might be the be- best option. So it has helped drive us in the market a little bit, but uh, it's not necessarily always the, let's say the silver bullet for the application. Oh, I gotcha. Silver bullet, silver back. I see what you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So so you mentioned there, um, you know, it's the first step in getting elevated a little bit, right? So yeah. is that a little foreshadowing to what yeah, might be? You, you never know. Yeah, you know, for Vecna? Um, we, we always are developing. Uh-huh. A lot of uh, our, our engineering time and people are spent on, on development. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we're going to work in. Vecna is going to work in probably all aspects of warehousing when it comes to, mm-hmm. um, you know, forklifts and, and try to work in that area. Right. It's going to come in time. But, uh, you know, this is the beginning, let's say, uh, of that thought process. Okay. Gotcha. So I see what you're saying there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so very cool stuff. Um, and uh, I'm curious, you know, as a uh, senior vice president of sales for Vecna, you know, how, how did you get into uh, selling robots? It's interesting. So I personally, I came from the sensor world. I've been, uh, I've been, I've been a part of, uh, I was selling sensors for a variety of different sensor companies, probably the, uh, you know, 10 years or so. And then um, got into robotics uh, because if you think about it, if you understand sensors and how they relate 
to our our robotic technology, it's all sensing. You, if you understand the perception of different types of sensors, so that's kind of what drove me into this market, and and it was cutting edge. So I've been a part of the robotic industry for almost five years now. Um, now I'm starting to date myself a little bit, but um, but uh, yeah, the sensor industry really drove my decision to say, hey, instead of being part of uh, a component, let me be part of the solution. Hmm, interesting yeah it's interesting you um started on the sensor side as you just mentioned you know it's a part of the the component that's that's going into the solution right so so i guess as you kind of maybe started your career you know working with sensors and things of that nature i mean did you ever think that uh robotics would be where it is now or what what, what did you think about the kind of growth of that yeah, it's interesting. So when I started, uh, let's say that's like early 2000, end of arm robotics was huge, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was, that was, everyone was looking into it, you know, six axis robots and stuff like that. Yeah. And now, it, you know, uh, my friends in the, the, the six axis robot world, world probably won't like what I'm going to say, but it's starting to get commoditized, <laughs> right? Everyone, there's a lot of, a lot of different players and, um, but that kind of was like my first taste of robotics. It was, mm. and that was really cutting edge. Now, 20 years later, uh, it's, you know, it's really easy to use a six axis robot. You can use it in different ways. Um, ironically, I was just seeing somebody using it for rehabbing uh, a person's leg where, they, where the robot would help pick it up. Really? And it was made by one of a big man, a robot manufacturer and an arm robot manufacturer. Mm. So coming back to your original question, um, am I surprised as far as it's getting along? You know, I'm always, I'm always thinking like we can be further along. I, I'm the one that wants yeah. to, to stretch the industry. Okay. Um, I think I'm to the point where like, hey, this technology is going to be on our roads. Why isn't it in our, in our warehouses to an uh, extent? Yeah. Yeah. You know, self-driving cars and uh, what we do in warehousing kind of parallel, fairly, fairly close. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty close on, on the road end. And and I don't have to worry about uh, weather like they do. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's it's definitely, you know, we we're making strides and I feel like we're going to be making more and more strides over these shortcoming shortcoming years. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting perspective. I'm always curious, you know, kind of, I guess, what people thought because you know being in the the warehousing space as well it's it's really interesting to see how the technology has kind of rapidly gained like just in the last few years uh, yeah and and it's interesting over the let's just say the five years i've been a part of it Mm. you know showing customers and you 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 get uh you know as we educate people you get the oohs and ahs and we still get that right like people are like man this is the this is we this is cool what you do, mm-hmm. but now it's not the first time they've seen it. Maybe five right. years ago, it was like the first time they saw it. Um, now it's becoming set in and more of that reality. And, um, you know, as as the kids from college are coming out and they're helping us develop and push the market, mm. you know, as I show young, young students our technology, they're not surprised. They're like, yeah, this is what this should be. Um, I personally have a nine and a 10 year old kid and, uh, they've seen me do this over the years. They're, they're like, we should be doing more with it. So I think as our, our youth gets older, the technology will grow even faster. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting point there. And, uh, you know, I like that your nine and 10 year old are like, yeah, yeah, we, we expect this already. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's just part of the world. Yeah. So, so I mean, talking about the future, you know, what do you think, um, 
not necessarily on a, a Vecna side of things, but where do you think the industry goes in terms of robotics technology um, in the next like five, 10 years? Where do you think it's going to go? Do you think we're going to go like fully automated or do you think there's still going to be this collaborative effort? What, what's your perspective? I, I, I think collaboration is always needed. Uh, people mm-hmm. are needed in warehousing um, from, I always come back to the quality inspection. There's always something right. there. That's these oddballs that, people are gonna to need to be a part of. I think it's collaboration. And then robots, interoperability is big with us at Vecna. So um, our robots working with other robots, working you know, uh, harmoniously together, I think is, is really a long-term future. Um, interoperability between m- different types of functional robots will help grow the industry overall. So that's a big push from uh, from Daniel, our CEO's standpoint, and, and I believe in it because um, if we all kind of silo our technology, yeah. it's not going to help the market overall. Definitely, yeah, yeah, and I know um, Daniel's a big advocate with that with mass robotics and all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, so it's really cool to uh, see that as well. I've talked about it on the show before the the collaborativeness of not only you know, collaboration within the warehouse using cobots and things of that nature, but also the collaborativeness uh, among many of the robotics companies as well is, is really important, like you said, to, to kind of push the technology forward. And, and I think you're kind of kind of seeing that in the last year or so, like really these collaborations coming out. I know that was like a huge thing at Modex, um, you know, one week before shutdown. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it was like so many different companies are, are collaborating together now just to make their technologies really, really robust and, uh, I guess more, more accessible too, um, which is always a great thing. So, so yeah, so really, um, really interesting points here and it was really good to hear about the new, uh, silverback, the new counterbalance fork truck. Um, how can people find out more information about, uh, Vecna and more information about the, the silverback? A great, great question. Uh, so please visit our website, VecnaRobotics.com. That's V's and Victor, E's and Edward, C is in Charlie, N is in Nancy, A is in Apple. VecnaRobotics.com. Visit our website. Reach out to us there. Uh, we'd love to educate you. That's that's our job is educating our customers. All right, great. And we'll put those links on the newwarehouse.com as well. So Jeff, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, it's great to be here. You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Latte. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from the New Warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for the New Warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.